Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. We are absolutely believing for a season of miracles. Amen. Do you believe that God can still do a miracle? We believe that all the time in every season, but something about this month, December, when we are just locked in, really feel like God said this is the series, and we are believing um, not only that God can do a miracle, but that you're a candidate for a miracle, right? Sometimes that's where it breaks down. Can God do miracles? Absolutely. Can he do it for me? I don't know. You're a candidate. Tap your neighbor. Say you're a candidate. You're a candidate. Matthew, we're going to the Word of God. Let's dive right in here. I'm sorry, not Matthew. Luke. We'll do Luke's version. Is that, you know, we'll, we'll go with Luke. Luke 1. Luke chapter 1, 26 through, through 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David, and Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, Uh, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed. (laughs) Look at your neighbor, say, Pastor's preaching about you this morning. (laughs) See, you're in the Bible too. Wait long enough, we'll get to you. Confused and disturbed, which is actually the title of of my message for this morning. Confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be very great, will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him a throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever and ever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the, the angel, but how can this be? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. So we're going to walk in these next four weeks kind of this process of a, of a miracle, right? What, do, what does a miracle look like? All the way from conception, which is what we're going to be talking about this morning, to the carrying of a miracle. How do you carry a miracle? How do you give birth to a miracle? And then how do you receive a miracle? But how do you conceive a miracle? Or, or better yet, how does God conceive a a miracle in you? Number one, I'm going to give you six thoughts from the Word of God. Write this down. Number one, It can be confusing and disturbing. It can be confusing and disturbing. Have you ever had something in your life that God was doing that you didn't understand? Have you ever had in your life something that God was doing that was a little bit disturbing? Here's the problem, though, uh, that we can run from things that are confusing and disturbing, and the thing that is confusing you right now might actually be God trying to conceive a miracle in you. 
I love how I love how real the Bible is, right? And the Bible isn't just real about um, the people that don't know Jesus. The Bible is so real about its heroes. So here's Mary. Like we don't worship Mary, but Mary's Mary's pretty good, y'all. Mary, if if I could live, have some of those qualities of Mary, we would all do good. But even the heroes, the great heroes of the Bible, Mary didn't start out in her response as this woman of amazing faith. Mary just started out very real. I am really confused right now and a little bit disturbed. Because this is, of all, the, of all the stories in the Bible, I know this isn't a word, but that we tend to holify, you know, like kind of put a, a nice Christianese gloss over it. I think we do that with the, Chris, with the Christmas story more than ever. Because Mary's got to wake up and tell her mama, right? Mary, Mary's got Mary's to explain to Joseph that I'm pregnant and I'm still a virgin. Like all of these just very real. And so... I, Let's not blame Mary for being a little bit confused and a little bit disturbed. But listen, instead of, so you might be facing something this morning that you think, man, this is, I don't get this. I don't understand. This is confused. This is confusing. I, I don't like to be confused. And I like, I like to be in the know. I like to, hey, let me, let me, what's, what's going on here? And so when I see something that's confusing, um, for instance, have you driven on 85 North? And seen the bridge that, they, that they're building. And I'm like, this is a bridge to nowhere. This is, a, this is a nice, why are you building a bridge that goes right into Walmart's park? Why are you, why are you building that bridge? And so we tend, to, we tend to be down on things that we're not up on. Right, and so if we're not in the loop, we can, man, we can get real negative. Man, oh, what are they doing? They're building, Kim and I will comment. We're driving, why is it, why are they building this bridge? Have you ever, have you ever felt like that in your relationship with Jesus? Like, God, that's a fine bridge, but what does this have to do with me? What's this have to do with my situation? Well, we were, Kim and I were at Cracker Barrel on Friday morning. That's kind of our date morning. We'll drop the kiddos off and, and go grab breakfast somewhere. And I, pull, I pulled up the map of what they're doing. And I'm not going to tell you because I'm going to drive you nuts and make you do it. But it actually does make a lot of sense. There's a, there's a reason. There's a reason. Tell your neighbor there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for what God, there's a reason for what God is doing in your life, even though it's disturbing you right now, even though it's a little bit confusing. I understand God is not the author of, God is not the author of confusion, but our perception of what God is doing can be confusing. I hope you never get to the point in your life where you say, I got it all figured out. I know exactly what God is doing in my life and it all makes sense. Y'all, that's a dangerous place to be. I hope God is always doing something in your life that stretches you a little bit more, that confuses you, that disturbs you. So it can be confusing and disturbing. Number two, our faith is expanded to believe for what I call like no, no other explanation miracles. Right? So catch this. Mary, Mary's response, it goes from confuse, confusion to now it's a little bit curious. And Mary says this. Well, well how, how can this be? Right? How, how can this be? For I am a virgin. But what Mary saw, what Mary saw as an obstacle, God saw as an opportunity. 
The very thing in Mary's life that she thought disqualified her from the miracle was the very thing that God used as a delivery system for the miracle. You are not disqualified. You might say, I'm not a candidate for a miracle because, and fill in the blank. I'm not a candidate for that. I don't know enough people. I'm not a candidate for that. I'm single. I'm not a candidate for that. I'm married. I'm not a candidate for that. I'm, I've been divorced. I'm not a candidate for that. I've had an abortion. I'm not a candidate for that. My past is too messed up. I'm not a candidate for that. I, I, I'm too greedy. I'm not a candidate. I mean, just go ahead. Go ahead. I'll get to your stuff eventually. We all, we all have a reason why we think that we wouldn't be a good candidate for what God is doing in our life, but, but this is just the crazy grace. Remember, we preached about crazy grace of, of God a few weeks ago, but God's grace says the very thing in your life that you might think disqualified, I'm going to use you, use that as a delivery system. I want to get that in you. I want to, I want to get that through you. And then the angel replied. So Mary says, how can this be? And I love the response. The angel said, the Holy Spirit, the Holy the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Y'all, I love, there's, there's a lot of uh, different ways that God can do miracles. And, and miracles are always some combination of divinity and dirt. It's heaven partnering with earth. And so that can be to, to various degrees. So um, is, it a, is it a miracle that God can heal maybe a disease in the in the body, but maybe the miracle that, that, that took place was in a research lab at Duke University, and the Holy Spirit illuminates to a researcher how this certain gene is, is put together. God can do that, right? But, but in that, and so I'm not, I'm not negating that at all. God, God is at work in a, in a number of ways. But I want to I believe for miracles that there is, there is no, no other explanation for. Y'all, there was no explanation. Mary was a virgin and the Holy Spirit, the power of God, overshadowed her. What about a season of miracles at CFA where there's no other explanation? We're not good enough, smart enough, rich enough, connected enough, but the Holy Spirit. Say, but the Holy Spirit. How can God heal that marriage? The Holy Spirit. How can God turn a rebellious teenager? The Holy Spirit. How can God increase your finances? The Holy Spirit. How can God eradicate cancer? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the way. That's God's delivery system for the miraculous in our life. And then, and then also it can change, it can absolutely change your family tree. So there is a ripple effect to miracles. You can't have a miracle and it not affect people around you any more than you can throw a pebble in a lake and the ripples not uh, go out from that. So, so the Bible says uh, that the angel told Mary, your, descent, your, your relative Elizabeth, right? Your, uh, your relative Elizabeth also is pregnant. Now, now, I realize we've got a little bit of a, in our Western linear thinking, 
because everything has to have a starting point and ending point and we think of time as linear and so this is confusing to us but but let me try to explain this so uh, Elizabeth got pregnant six months before Mary but but can I offer you a hypothesis this is like this is like I'm 90% sure of this but Elizabeth's pregnancy didn't cause Mary's Mary's caused Elizabeth's even though Elizabeth's ha- happened after, or even though Mary's happened after Elizabeth, because what does God say? God says, I'm going to birth the Christ in you, and because you are saying yes to this, I'm able to reach back, and your, your relative who was old, who you thought maybe was too far gone to even have a baby, now is pregnant because, how many, let me just explain it like this. Um, how many believe that God can operate outside of time? So, so I'm not saying like God got in some kind of time machine and traveled back in time. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that there is nothing or nobody in your life that is too far gone for God to reach back into the past and turn something around in their life. There was a ripple effect because Mary said yes to Jesus. There was, oh my goodness, I am absolutely believing that there is coming a season in CFA where God is going to heal somebody and a whole family is going to give their life to Jesus. Where somebody's going to get a miracle and it's going to change an entire family tree. How do you know that? Two, Two reasons. One, it happened in the Bible. Second, that's our heritage. That's our DNA. Some some of y'all that have been around here a few years, when this church was founded 60 years ago, could tell the stories, and I could tell the stories of somebody that wasn't coming to church. And she got healed of cancer. And because mama got healed of cancer, then dad got saved. And then the kids are getting saved. And I could go around this auditorium this morning and point to cousins and nephews and nieces that are serving Jesus because God said, I'm going to show up. I care about this family. God loves your family more than you do. And I'm believing for a miracle that will change a generation, that will change an entire family tree. Number four, we learn, we learn that the word of God, the word of God will never fail. God's word will never fail. So, so speaking of failure, um, sometimes, sometimes, how many of you have found this out? Sometimes we can make some, I'll just call it less than ideal decisions in our life. You know, it's, it's like... Uh, Things that, things that might begin with, um, hey, y- hey, y'all, watch, watch this. Or, or things that like they see, it just seemed like a good idea. Or, you know, maybe this is the opportunity to show a friend. This, I don't think this ever started well. I don't think there was ever a good, a good beginning to that. Or, wait for it. And there it is. And then you got, you know, just helping out the, the little sibling there and comes back and <laughs> I had a couple of, a couple of Wednesdays ago, failure, failure, <laughs> a couple of Wednesdays ago, I had a manly, manly dude, you know, big manly dude. He came up to me, he's like, pastor, 
He said, keep telling those stories about when you try to fix stuff and fail because you make me look good. Because <laughs> there's something, I'm talking about that little bit of you that's still not saved yet, that still kind of revels in other people's failure. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? That you're just, You just feel, oh my goodness, you know this is true. You feel a little bit better about your life that you're like, oh, at least that wasn't my kid. At least that wasn't my, you know, that just that little part. I mean, and then you pray for them afterwards. But the initial, I'm talking about the initial reaction of, but but we we live with failure, right? Like we live we live with failure. I got I don't need to talk about anybody else's failure. I can talk about my own failure, and so we disappoint. You don't need anybody else to disappoint you in your life. You disappoint yourself all the time, all all the time. I was disappointed with myself on a regular basis coming home, and there was still cake and cupcakes, and pecan pie, and pumpkin pie, and then another cake. I was, I was disappointed in the way that I engaged those at 9 o'clock p.m. in my house. So, so like, we just, we've got this building, hey, failure, it's part of, it's part of life, and then other people will, will fail you. And listen, y'all, I know we preached about... Um, you know, last week we preached about Judas, and I get, I get that. I get the, the moments of betrayal. Listen, sometimes peop, people, aren't try, people aren't trying to hurt you. They didn't mean, they didn't mean to. They, for, they forgot. They, like, just lit, legitimately forgot. And so we, we will fail ourselves, good people that we love and they love us. They'll fail us. Devices, situate products will fail. I don't mean to... I don't mean to prophesy this in your life, but I bet that you will be in a return line at some point over the next 25 days because there will be a product that was supposed to work the way you thought or uh, a person that you thought wanted that product changed their mind and now they don't want that. And, and so we just, live, we just live with this kind of expectation of failure. But if we're not careful, we will read that expectation of failure onto our God. And I'm here to tell you this morning that God does not operate like your emotions operate. He doesn't say something one day and then do the other thing the next the Bible says the word of God will never fail. Never fail. It is fail proof. Listen to these statements, these declarations. He says, don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid. The miracle that God is conceiving in you, don't be afraid of it. Then he says, for you have found favor with God. And then listen to these will statements. You will conceive. You will give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be very great. He will be called the son of the most high God. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever. And his kingdom, God's kingdom, will never end. The word of God, that crossover word that you got in January, is still good in December. God's word in your life will never fail. It's fail-proof. The Word of God is powerful. It's meaningful. And then the, five, the, the fifth thing, we should respond like Mary. Two more. We should respond like Mary. Don't, I, again, I just I love Mary's progression here. So Mary starts out with confusion, a little bit confused and disturbed. Mary moves on to curiosity. How, how can this be? I don't fully understand this, but how can this be? And then, and then this 
is probably one of my favorite responses of faith of anybody in Scripture. Because Mary says this. Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be unto me as you have said. May everything you have said about me come true. Another translation reads, the other translation being the correct translation, and the first way I said it just being my made-up version of it. But Mary (laughs) responded, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. You know why I love that response? Because Mary says, okay, God, I still don't fully understand. You don't need to fully understand what God is doing in your life to fully receive what God is doing in your life. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. So Mary says, God, I don't fully understand. I don't fully feel worthy. But may my lack of understanding or my lack of feeling worth never inhibit the fullness of what God wants to do in and through me. God wants to do something in and you through that is beyond your ability, that's beyond your degrees, that's beyond your financial situation, that's beyond your capacity, that's beyond your connections, that's beyond he wants to do something in and through you that is a no other explanation miracle. Pastor, how do I receive it? All I know is to tell you to respond like Mary. I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come true. God, I don't feel like I'm worthy, but I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. God, I don't fully understand, but may everything you have said about me come true. Here's what we're going to do next week in the lobby. We've got a a Christmas ornament for everybody. So nice little CFA ornament decoration there. Here's what I want you to do. Go as a family and take one ornament per, per family. And on the back of that ornament, what I want you to do is write the miracle that you are believing God for this season. A healing, a salvation, a relative. And then what I want you to do is as a family, gather around that tree every day as a point of contact. If you're single, if you have roommates, get your buddies together, get your roommates together. Gather around that tree and pray this prayer out loud together. I am the Lord's servant. We are the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about us come true. We are the Lord. Let's let's practice this together. I'm going to give you some practice for when you pray this. Ready? We are the Lord's servants. May everything that you have said about us come true. Come on, speak it like you believe it over your family. We are the Lord's servants. May everything that you have said about us come true. Prophesy over your church. We are the Lord's servants. May everything that you have said about us come true. Come on, speak it into your future. We are the Lord's servants. May everything that you have said about us come true. And so, y'all, Mary, I believe Mary had a moment. 
Have you, ha have you ever had a moment? I'm talking about a goosebump, altar call, somebody prayed for me. I feel Jesus in the house. And Mary has this moment. I don't know, maybe, maybe she's got her eyes closed. Maybe tears are rolling down her cheeks. The angel of God is right in front of her. And she says, I'm going to carry this miracle. I don't understand it. I'm the Lord's servant. And so she gets all and, and and so then she's, she says, you know, maybe in her mind, she's like, but I got to tell my mama, I got to Joseph and I got to walk this out. All right. And she opens her eyes and she looks all right, angel. All right. All right. Y'all, this is, this is one of the most anti-climatic ways to end one of the most dramatic narratives ever, right? Like this is, this is the immaculate conception here. This, like this is the this is Christmas. This is the fullness of Godhead deity dwelling in dwelling in Mary. And then, did, but did you catch how it ends? I don't. I don't want to preach this ending. I don't. Like I want to. I want to preach the word of God will never fail. I want to preach. I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me, like I want to, I want to preach that. But that's not how the scripture ends. Did you catch that one little line in there at the end? Like you had this dramatic, everybody, it's the poor, it's the part in the movie where everybody's just like, I want to be the superhero. It's the part where you're wiping the tears away from your eyes. It's the part. But that's not how it ends. It ends with, then the angel left. <laughs> like, have you, have you ever had that moment? <laughs> it's called Monday, y'all. I want to, I'd like to cast some blame here. This is what I would like to do in this moment. Like, I, I feel like, because man, Sundays, I can have, I can have a moment on Sunday. <laughs> but then, but then there's Monday morning. So I would, I would like to think that I would be a better Christian and a better pastor and a better husband if if Pastor Jerry was in my living room on Monday morning, that's what, that's what I would like to believe. And if I was like walking down the stairs and <laughs> Jerry was standing there and just, you thought I was worth, you know, he was just like, I'm like, yeah, come on, Jerry, I wasn't feeling it at five when I woke up, but I'm fit, you know, I like, like walking down those stairs. I so, if you're mad at me and for whatever reason, just say, Pastor Jerry, could you go over to Doug's house and could you like sing that? But if we had, so I want, I want the moment. Like I love the, I love the moment and I want to feel, I want to feel the moment and I want the angel moment. And, and the problem is, the problem is we go from a moment to a meeting. And I love the people that I work with. And I love what I do, but I don't like every meeting I have to attend. And I'm in charge of some of them. So what does that say? 
I'm like, come on, Doug. If you don't, if you're bored in this meeting, other people are going to be a little bit bored in this meeting. I don't, some, sometimes on Monday, I wake up a little bit grumpy. So, you know, do you know that sometimes on Monday morning, um, I forget to, like a good, a good morning is when I will kind of pre-make the coffee and all I got to do is press a button because that's all the mental energy I've got is to press that button. But sometimes I forget to do that or I'm too lazy to do it the night before. And I mean, just all, you, you know what I'm talking, you go from a moment to a Monday. Mary went from a moment to a month. Angel, come on, you and me, we got this. We're going to proclaim the risen Savior. And then the angel left. Angel, that's cool. I thought we were tight. I thought we were, thought we had a thing here. But it wasn't ever about the moment to begin with. It wasn't ever about the moment. It wasn't ever about, I'm thankful for the goosebumps when Corey hits the right notes. I'm thankful for the power of God that falls through children. But it's not about, it's not about the moment. It's never about the moment. It's about what God deposits in you in the moment. And guess what? So when Mary went from a moment to morning sickness, the deposit was still in her. When Mary's feet hurt, the deposit was still in her. When Mary had to tell Joseph, the deposit was still in her. The deposit is still, whether you feel it or not, whether you're, whether you're getting all worked up or not, the deposit that God made in you is still in you. Come on, give him praise this morning because my God makes a deposit. And when he makes a deposit, he doesn't let it go until he brings to fulfillment. So let me close with this. And f forgive me, I'm really, this is not meant to be, this is not meant to be cr a crude analogy at all. I just think it's true to the story and there's a powerful scriptural application. But um, those of you that, have, that are currently mothers, I, I bet you didn't know that moment when the conception happened. And in fact, in fact, how many of you were carrying something and you didn't even know it? You were carrying something and you didn't even know it. I want to speak that over you this morning. It might be small. It might be insignificant, seemingly insignificant. You might say, I, but I don't, Pastor, I don't feel any different. I don't know if anything ever. No, 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 no. You're carrying, you might be carrying something. You don't know what you're carrying. So you've got to treat, you've got to walk in God's holiness and you've got to walk in his presence because you don't know what you're carrying. You can't, so moms, moms can't, you can't, if you're trying to get pregnant, you can't go out and just drink all you want to drink because you don't know what you're carrying. You can't live the way, you can't live just any way that you think you don't know what you're carrying you don't know what God is doing in you close your eyes close your eyes all across this place father I bless your people feel like maybe just some miracles are going through the conception stage might not feel like a moment this morning it might feel insignificant 
but you're doing a work. You're doing a work. So we focus in on that in Jesus' name. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. You're carrying something. You're carrying something. You're carrying something. And Thank Jesus. you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.